to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. Please, why don't you stand to your feet for a moment. Let us pray to come before the Lord to hear his word. Father, we are grateful this afternoon. We are thankful. We thank you, Lord, for this great opportunity you have given us to gather in your presence to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that you give us of your spirit to minister to our hearts. Give us fertile hearts, hearts that are prepared to receive your word. And Lord, we pray for a change in our hearts. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory and honor. You are welcome, Holy Spirit. Take control of the service in Jesus' name. Amen. Please clap your hands together for Jesus and you may be seated. Wonderful. Well, I want to continue sharing with you about reasons why every Christian can do the work of a shepherd. Reasons why every Christian and every member of this church, especially, can do the work of a shepherd. Now, we um, define a shepherd as someone who cares for God's people. Now, you look in the scripture and it says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, if God is your shepherd, then it means you are accepting the position of being a sheep. Hallelujah. And I gave you several scriptures that indicate that we are God's sheep. God considers us as his sheep, and he is the shepherd. And for God to care for his sheep, he assigns other shepherds also to care for the sheep. He raises shepherds from amongst us to care for his sheep. And this year in particular, in our church, the theme for this year is the year of the shepherd. The year of the shepherd. So it's a year that shepherds are recognized. And the work of the shepherd is being highlighted. And to encourage many Christians to take on this responsibility of caring for God's people. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? amen. Do I have your attention? Yes. yes. So this year is the year of the shepherd. Hallelujah. And we in this church, or we in the UD, are blessed to be in a church where everyone is encouraged to do the work of God. It is a great blessing, a great privilege that we are in a church where everyone is encouraged to do the work of God. Anyone who avails himself, anyone who shows a desire and a willingness, you are given the opportunity to become a pastor, to become a shepherd, to become someone who can take care of God's people. Hallelujah. And I believe since we started sharing this message, many of you, are making decisions, many of you, or may have decided already to become shepherds or to become 
someone who is going to take on the work of caring for God's people. I was encouraging you last week that every one of us should at least purpose in your heart to take on one person in the church, one person in the church that you are going to care for, that you are going to follow up, that you are going to inquire about, one person in the church who is going to matter to you as far as that person's walk with God is concerned. And if we do that, God is going to be very, very pleased with us. Hallelujah. Now, as much as God wants many of us to become shepherds, or all of us to become shepherds, he also does not like shepherds who assume this title or this responsibility and does not care for his sheep. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? God wants you to become a shepherd, but he wants you to become a shepherd who does his work. How many of you know of people who hold certain titles, but they don't do their work as the title desires or as the title requires of them? God also does not like people who hold the title of shepherds and do not care for the flock or do not care about the flock. He's not happy about people like that. Amen. We want to read a scripture in Ezekiel chapter 34, how God treats people who hold the title of shepherds, people who are called shepherds and do not care about God's people. Look at Ezekiel chapter 34. The Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, this is the prophet Ezekiel, when God revealed his heart about the shepherds who don't care about his flock. He says, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, that saith the Lord God unto the shepherds. Now, you want everyone to be against you. You can do anything to let people be against you. One person that you don't want to be against you is God. If God is against you, then you are done. You are finished. Amen. So anything in the scriptures, anything in the Bible that puts God against you, anything in the Bible that makes God stand against you, you want to avoid. You don't ever want to be in a place where God is against you. Hallelujah. When God is against you, you stand no chance. You see, it's just like a three-year-old or a five-year-old child trying to enter into a room and an adult, an adult stands behind the door and says, I will not let you in. You realize that that three-year-old stands no chance. You stand no chance. Amen. And the only other people that the three-year-old associates with would talk to another three-year-old to help me, another five-year-old to help me get in through this door, and you realize you stand no chance. Now, when God stands behind a door against you, then you have no chance. You can't talk to your pastor to help you. You can't talk to anyone to help you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You cannot, no one can help you. No prayer, no prayer can deliver you. So he says, son of man, Prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, 
Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Woe to the shepherds that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? God is speaking against shepherds who come to be fed. Shepherds who always want to hear preaching. Shepherds who want to be cared for. Shepherds who care about feeding themselves and don't care about the flock. Amen. He says, should not the shepherds feed the flock? Ye eat. The next verse, he says, ye eat the fat and ye clothe you with the wool. Ye kill them that are fed, but ye feed not the flock. You are soaking the messages. You receive. You are prayed for. You are visited. Everything is done for you, but you do not feed the flock. Then he says, the deceased have ye not strengthened. There are some amongst us who are sick, and you have not strengthened. You have not strengthened. There are some today who are not well. You have not called to strengthen. Some of you can call and pray for people who are not well. God is saying, you have not done that. Neither have ye healed that which was sick. Neither have ye bound up that which was broken. There are some that are broken. There are some of God's people that are under heaviness. There are some that are depressed. And you have not bound up. He says, ye have bound. He says, neither have ye bound up that which was broken. Neither have ye brought again that which was driven away. You see, things happen that drive people away. People do things that drive people away. People say things that drive people away. People behave in a way that drive people away. And God says, the ones that have been driven away, you have not brought them back. It means you are sitting here, you know someone who has been driven away, but you have not made any effort to bring that person back. And God says, such behavior, such things, someone who has been here for a while has listened to messages you have been preached to, you have been fed, you have grown fat, fat spiritually. When you do that, God says, I stand against you. I stand against you. Is somebody understanding the word of God? He says, you have driven, the ones that have been driven away, you have not brought back. Neither have ye sought that which was lost. There are some that have lost, have been lost. Even as I was going through this list of recurring giving, there are some in this list that have been lost. There are some names that came to you and said, this person has been lost. This person has not been here. How will even such a message reach such a person? Amen. There are some that have been lost and we point fingers at them. You see, and we say, oh, this person was this, was here and now he's no more. This person was the one that was leading the choir, singing, doing this, and it's not here anymore. And this person is involved in this. This person is involved in that. And we point fingers. But look, God is against you. He says, but with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. Sometimes with bitter words, with strong words, we make it even worse for these people. 
and they were scattered. These people, they were scattered. They were scattered because there is no shepherd. The reason God is giving us, the reason why his people have been scattered all over is because there are no shepherds. People that ought to be shepherds, people that ought to care for the flock, they are not doing the work. There are no shepherds. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. That is what happens. The enemy makes them meat, makes meat out of them. When there are no shepherds, what happens to God's people is that they become meat to the enemy. The enemy uses them for all kinds of things, for all kinds of vices. When the shepherds don't rise up to fetch these people, to provide, to care, to bring back these people, that is what happens to them. Say they are scattered. The next verse. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. We did not. And so God says, I'm against the shepherds. Look, continue. He says, My sheep wandered. He says, Therefore, ye shepherds, hear the words of the Lord. Now, God is talking to you directly. God is talking to you who has been here, if you have been here for a while. If you are born again, you have been here, been established for a while, God is talking to you directly. Amen. Amen. You don't like my message. Look, we are not the church that just pampers you as a Christian. You are going on. We want you to grow spiritually. You ought to grow spiritually. That is the reason why you are in church. You are not in church just because you fulfill some righteousness by just coming to church on Sunday as a proper Christian behavior. You are here to grow spiritually. Amen. Hallelujah. That is a purpose. That is a reason. Amen. It says, therefore, ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, saith the Lord God. Now, do you think there will be any day in life that God does not live? He says, as long as I am God, and God will always be God. So you, you are not waiting for a time that God is not God. You ought to change. He said, as I live, saith the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became meat to every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, neither did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and fed not my flock. Hear what the Lord says. He says, therefore, O ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds. That's a serious business. That is serious business. He says, Therefore, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand. So this friend of yours who has been lost and you talk to on the phone and you just talk about shopping and Food and sales and all kinds of things about hairdo and makeup and clothes and business and investments 
and leave the church out, God says, I am against these shepherds and I will require my flock at their hand and cause them to cease from feeding the flock. God is going to fire you. He will fire you. For I will deliver my flock from their mouth that they may not be meat for them. Wow. For that saith the Lord God. Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. That is where the shepherds, the sheep of God are, in a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and in all the inhabited places of the country. He says, I will feed them in a good pasture and upon the high mountains of Israel shall their fold be. There shall, there shall they lie in a good fold and in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel. Hallelujah. I will feed my flock and I will cause them to lie down, say the Lord. I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away and will bind up that which was broken and will strengthen that which was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them with judgment. Now this verse is in summary the work of a shepherd. This is the summary of the work of a shepherd. That I will seek them which was lost. And bring again that which was driven away. And will bind up that which was broken. And will strengthen that which was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong. That means you will fight them that fight them. And will feed them with judgment. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't want God to be against us. We don't want God to stand against us. And whereas we didn't know, that is why this year is the year of the shepherd. To bring the awareness that this is your responsibility as a shepherd. God is calling you to be a shepherd to his flock. Amen. And that is why we have been sharing about reasons why you too can be or can do the work of a shepherd. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And number one, we said what? We said what you need is a desire. A desire. That is what you need. You need a desire. Number two, what did we say? It is a natural stage of development of a Christian. It is not beyond you. It is not some unimaginable thing. It is a natural stage of development of every Christian. Just as a child who is born starts crawling and then the child will rise up and stand and then the child will take steps. These are all natural stages of development for a child. When a child is born, these things are expected. 
We don't expect the child to crawl all her life or all his life. There's a stage where the child should stand. There's a stage where the child should take steps. There's a stage where the child should walk. And at some stage, we see the child running. When a child is not doing these things, we find something strongly abnormal. We find that there's something wrong when you expect a child to get to the next stage of development and the child is not in that stage, we get worried. We look for specialists. We look for doctors, different doctors, finding out why the child is not moving forward. And that is exactly what happens. It's a natural stage of development of every Christian. So the Bible says, for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye ought to be shepherds, ye ought to care for the flock, ye have need that one teach you again. Which are the very, very basic principles. They are the first principles. They are, they are primary to be taught. Hallelujah. Amen. And so God wants you to rise up. Rise up to become a shepherd. Rise up to become a teacher. Hallelujah. Amen. The next one, what did we say? There's a great need for shepherds. There is a great need for shepherds. There is a great need for shepherds. Jesus saw the multitude, and the Bible says he was moved with compassion on them because they were scattered abroad. They were scattered. They were scattered all over the place. He could see they scattered. And when he looked upon how they were scattered, the Bible says that they were just as sheep that have no shepherds. They were equivalent to sheep that have no shepherd. And so what makes the sheep scatter is the absence of shepherds or shepherds who don't do their work. Amen. I want to give you one more. Become a shepherd and fulfill the great commission. Become a shepherd and fulfill the great commission. Become a shepherd and fulfill the great commission. Hallelujah. Now, if you were to be in a situation where you were leaving your children, you were leaving your family to go somewhere permanently that you are not going to ever see them again, and you were given the opportunity to speak to them and give them instructions and tell them certain things, certain secrets of your heart, what would you tell them? What are some of the things that you would tell them? You probably would tell them some of the most important things to you. If you are in a situation where you have the opportunity to speak to your family like that, your loved ones like that, you probably will tell them some of the most important things to you. You're probably going to tell them about investment, where all your investments are. Isn't that so? Why? Because you have put so much in that place and you want them to know you don't want it to go to waste. Isn't that so? You are not going to tell them about ironing your shoes, your shirts, you know, polish your shoes every day. Is that what that kind of information you are going to give them? No, you are going to tell them where your treasures are. 
your password to your bank account. Isn't that so? Where your life insurance, what you have saved over the years, some accounts that you have hidden from them because you didn't want them to waste it or to even know that you have this much money. You know, now this time, this moment, you want them to know. Isn't that so? Don't we have some accounts that we don't want the children to know? Even the wife. (laughs) Because then she'll bring all her needs. So, but when you have this opportunity, when you have this moment, you want to tell them about all of these things. Because if you don't tell them, they'll go to waste. You want to draw their attention to the most important things to you. Hallelujah. You want to give them the best of advice, the the important things to you. You want to tell them to take their walk with God seriously. Read your Bible every day. You want to really tell them how God is real and how God is true. These are some of the last things you want to tell them before you depart. I hear there were some people on an aircraft and the aircraft was going to crash and they gave them papers to write notes to their loved ones. The last thing they want to tell their loved ones. You know, and people wrote all kinds of things really dear to their hearts that if I don't make it and I don't see you ever again, know this and this and that. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So when a person is in a situation like this, he or she is going to say or write some of the most important things to them. Amen. Now, Jesus also came to this point in his life. Jesus came to a stage like this in his life. That now he has to tell the people, his disciples, the most important thing to him. Just before he's taken away. He's telling them the most important thing to him. And this is the last scripture in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. When Jesus came to this stage, when he had opportunity to tell them the most important things on his heart. What did he say? He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have taught you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of this world. Hallelujah. This was Jesus' last words to his disciples. His last words to his disciples just before he left them. And so these words must mean a lot to him. And if it does mean a lot to him, then it should mean a lot to you. Who is his follower? Amen. Amen. This is why this year in particular is a great year and a great opportunity for us in the UD to fulfill this commission. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus' first instruction to the fair disciples he called, Peter and Andrew, and his last words seemed to speak of the same instruction. The first time he called them, 
the first words seem to resonate the same instructions of his last words to them. Now his first words were in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18 and 19. And it says, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So Jesus called them to make them fishers of men. To make them to go and catch fishes of men. However, in the last verse, something else was added. And this is the element of teaching. The element of teaching. Hallelujah. This is the, the fruit should remain part of John 15, 16. Where it says, I will make you fishers of men. I have chosen you and ordained you to go and bring forth fruits. And then he added that, that you should also ensure that your fruit should remain. That the fruit that you bring should remain. Hallelujah. This is what makes the Great Commission a shepherdorial commission. It makes it a shepherdorial commission in the sense that when you bring the fruit, when you bring the flock, when you bring the sheep, you also ought to make them remain. So it says, teach them. Teaching them to observe all the things that I have said to you, all the things that I have said, you ought to teach them. So you also, all the things that you have heard, you also ought to teach them. The same things that you have heard, the same, commit that also to faithful men who will also be able to teach others. Hallelujah. So the Great Commission is a shepherdorial commission. It's a commission to allow shepherds to teach, to teach the flock, to teach the flock. Hallelujah. Teaching is what builds Christians. Teaching is what builds and establishes the sheep. When the sheep is taught, when the sheep is taught, the sheep gets established. Hallelujah. Teaching brings knowledge. Teaching brings understanding. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Yes. You can go and bring forth all the fruits, all the fishes, catch all the fishes of men and bring them. People will be scattered when there is no teaching. Hallelujah. People will be scattered when there's no teaching. Amen. Amen. Everyone who has been here for years, you have been here because of the constant teaching. Constant teaching. Constant teaching. That is what establishes Christians. That is what establishes Christians. The constant teaching. That is why God says in Jeremiah 3 and 15, he says, I will give you Shepherds, shepherds after my own heart. Shepherds that I will choose. I will choose to give you pastors. Pastors are shepherds. 
I will give you pastors after my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. When the sheep is fed with knowledge and they receive understanding, they get established. They cannot be scattered. Amen. When the sheep know about loyalty, they get established. Hallelujah. When the sheep know about the importance of the gathering of the assembly, they get established. Amen. Amen. And that is what the enemy does not like. Satan does not like that the people of God gather. Satan will do anything to make you not gather. He, he benefits. His easiest way to get you is to scatter you. And if you are one of the people who watch wild animal films, you watch the documentaries on wild animals, you will see that deer, for instance, they are not very strong animals. They are not very strong animals. They thrive on their ability to be together. They thrive on their ability to stay together. When the deer, the head are together, when they are all together, the lion is not able to attack them. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? When the deer, even the buffalo, when it's alone, that is when the animals are able to attack them. But when they are together, the lions will not attack them. So what the lions will do is to distract one of the deer. When the lion wants to attack you, he distracts you. He will distract one of the deer and divert you from the group. Sometimes they pretend as if they are scared of the deer and the deer will be chasing them. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And the deer will be chasing them and then they will run after the deer, the, I mean the lion, and when they get the lion away from the head, away from the group, and it separates, then they turn against the lion. And that is exactly what the enemy does to us. The enemy brings all kinds of distraction, all kinds of things, not important, unimportant things that the enemy brings. It's as if you go to, for instance, you, any of you will go to, how many of you have been to the motor vehicle office before? DMV. You go to the motor vehicle and the cops have given you a ticket and you are very angry and you feel that you have a right to fight this ticket. And by the way, it's very expensive. It's very expensive. And then you go to the motor vehicle office to see a judge to prove that this ticket ought to be canceled. And you have evidence, you have taken photographs of the place where you parked. You have taken all kinds of the speed limit, you have measured, you have calculated, and you have your evidence in a folder. And then you go with boldness. How many of you have been in that situation before? And when I went, I got it canceled. I said, not this money, I'm not paying this money. I have my evidence. And I gathered my documents. And the judge looked at me and said, you have proven the point. I cancel this. Amen. Amen. And I walk out very happily. I said, ah, this one was not fair. So you see, you go, just imagine, you gather all your documents. And you are going there to see the judge. And then when you get to the entrance, the security guard is some way. 
The security guard is behaving in a way, he's standing in a way, you want to pass, but he's, mo- he's not moving. And, but your mind is to cancel this ticket. So you just squeeze yourself past him, let me come in and go, and then you get into the courtyard, you get into the hall, and then you take a number. And then you are sitting there. You see that nobody is at the window, but the young lady that is behind the counter is not calling anyone. And you are sitting there. And you see her now chatting, picking up a mirror, doing her lipstick, doing all kinds. Have you, have you seen one of those people before? And then you approach the window and then you say, ma'am, I've been here for a while. Mister, sit your butt down. (laughs) We go by the numbers. Have your number been called? Have you seen one of those people? You don't want to go near them. And if you get angry and then you look at, you say something to her, she will just move her head and her neck like this and be ready to give to you the next thing. Amen. Amen. And then you go back and sit down. What do you do? You just watch the TV and wait for your number to be called. Now, as you are watching the TV, you see, you are not going anywhere. But as you are watching the TV, you see a channel, and then you are so attracted to the channel, and you focus on the channel, and all your heart is in the channel, and your number is called. And you miss your number. And then you go to that young lady again, and you say, I don't know why all these people came after me, and they have called them, and nobody calls my number. I don't know what the answer is going to (laughs) be. Or you are watching the TV, and as you are watching the TV, someone who also came, someone who also came to see the judge, changes the channel, switches the channel to another thing. Are you going to be angry? Are you going to be angry so much through the security guard to the lady at the counter through the, the person who also came to see the judge, his behavior, are you going to be angry and because of that, walk out and say, even this ticket, I will pay for it. Are you going to be angry? You will not leave. You will sit there until you get to see the judge. You will not leave until you get to see the judge. So how come, how is it that when you come to seek the Lord, when you come to seek God, you come to a place, God's house, to meet him, to pray to him, to hear his word, and someone shared food and didn't give you some of the food that they were eating outside. You say, because of that, I'm not seeing God anymore. Someone says, I met you here, I didn't say hello to you. Because you didn't say hello to me, this God, I'm not seeing him anymore. How do you do that? Even your job. You don't quit because someone insulted you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Beloved, let's take our work with God seriously. Let's take our work with God seriously. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? 
So he gives pastors to feed you with knowledge and understanding to establish you. To establish you. Hallelujah. That you overlook all these things. That you, 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 nothing can drive you away from your God. Nothing can drive you away from your God. You are established. Amen. Amen. There are times that you felt something must have happened that you wanted to leave. There are times. There are times that you, something might have happened. Someone may have done something. Someone may have said something. And you purpose in your heart, I am not coming to this place again. Times like that happen. There's something that comes that intended to scatter you. To remove you from the flock. But a caring shepherd, a caring shepherd will call you and talk to you and say something to you and throw a light in a certain dark area of your mind that did not have light before. A caring shepherd will speak to you and then you say, ah, I didn't think of it like that. I didn't see it from that angle. I didn't look at it like that. I didn't consider this. I didn't consider that. I didn't even think this way. Light has come to you. And suddenly the next Sunday, you are back to the flock. That is what shepherds do. That is what shepherds do. That is what shepherds do. Not the one who says, did they really do that to you? Did did she really say that to you? And then you say, come again, come again, tell me. Did she really say that to you? And how long has this been going on that you are still there? Not me. Not me. And that person is not going anywhere. That person is here. And that kind of person, God says, I'm against you. God says, I am against you. For your conversation like that, I'm against you. And I will stand behind a door and you can't move on. Sometimes we need to assess our lives and see if God is against us because of certain conversation that we have had. Sometimes we need to assess something that we are seeking from the Lord and see, is God against me in this area? Is God against me in this direction? I don't seem to be moving forward. Is God against me? Sometimes we need to assess. But become that shepherd who will throw that light in that dark area that will bring you back again. Put your hands together for a good shepherd. I think we will pause here. I cannot give you another point. We will pause here and we will continue next time we meet. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Then stand to your feet for a moment, please. Stand to your feet. I want you to speak to the Lord. Perhaps you have been that kind of person that God is standing against this afternoon. Ask the Lord. Lord, look in my heart. If there have been any, any behavior of that kind of shepherd that you stand against, of that kind of person, of that kind of Christian, if my behavior has driven anyone from your flock, if my behavior has turned anyone away from you, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. I purpose 
to be that good shepherd that good shepherd who cares about your flock i purpose to be that christian who will help establish another one i purpose to be that christian who will go and search for the lost and bring back that which is lost thank you jesus thank you lord lift up your hand and pray to the lord and say father forgive me forgive me forgive me equip me with the spirit of a good shepherd equip me make me one of your shepherds one of the shepherds that will go and bind the broken and heal the sick and bring back that which was lost and bring back that which has been scattered make me such a person make me such a christian I have been a Christian for a while. I have served you for a while. Father, it is time for me to also rise up. I have sat down for a while. I have been cared for for a while. But today, I rise up. That you, oh Jehovah, will also provide me with that spirit. Provide me with that spirit to care for the lost. Provide me with that spirit. Make me one of such persons. Make me one of such Christians. Who will provide for another? Who will care for another? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. Make us into that shepherd. As you become a shepherd, God will extend your life. God will increase you. God will expand you. In the name of Jesus. God will also care for you. In the name of Jesus. Father, as your children are availing themselves to become shepherds, may you add to their lives. May you stand with them. May you never be against them. May you never stand against them. In the name of Jesus. May the glory of God come upon you. May the glory of God fall upon you. May the God that you serve, the good deeds that you do, may it appear before him as you care for his flock, as you cherish the flock, as you bind up the brokenhearted. May God also bind you up when you are broken. May God also heal you when you are sick. In the name of Jesus, when Job prayed for his friends, God made provision for him. As you pray for another, may God also provide for you. In the name of Jesus. Father, give us length of days. Make way for us. Give us one more chance to care for your flock. In the name of Jesus. And as you care for the flock of God, as you care for his sheep, he says he will turn your mourning into dancing. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless everyone that is here. Everyone that is here that is under the sound of my voice. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord increase you. May the Lord command his blessings after you. May the blessings of God run and overtake you. Whatever difficulty, whatever challenge, anything that prevents you, anything that makes you incapable of caring for another another flock, another sheep. May God break that area and may, that, may God make way in that area Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Anything that rises up and sin against Jesus. you, may the Lord command his blessings Amen. in that area in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you yes. for the glory, for the honor, Amen. for the blessings Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon you have not given your life to Christ, you are not born again, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is you, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to welcome Jesus into your life. Is there anyone here like that? 
lift up your hand and I will pray with you can I see anyone's hand is there anyone who has who is saying pastor pray with me I want to receive Jesus into my life anyone here like that father we are grateful we are thankful for your mighty blessings in Jesus name amen We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at Kodesh Family Church, located at 1734 Williamsbridge Road, Bronx, New York, at 12 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you. I see.